Magna Carta. How did democracy find its way to America? In 48 BCE, Julius Caesar was the last Roman leader alive after a tumultuous civil war. For most historians, this was the end of the Roman Republic and democracy in the ancient world. For the next several hundred years, Rome would be ruled by a series of emperors before Rome too would collapse, ushering in centuries of uncertainty as states rose and fell over the centuries across Europe. On an island off the coast of France that the Romans called Britannia Maximus, or Great Britain, a king was stirring up trouble among his people. King John Plantagenet took the English throne in the year 1199. Like the emperors of Rome, King John had absolute power. He did what he pleased, jailed people who disagreed with him, and raised taxes to fight a war against the French. After several years of fighting, France threw the English off the European continent. The English landowning barons, who saw most of their wealth taken and wasted by King John, raised an army of 2,000 in May 1215 and seized the city of London. This caught the king's attention and forced him to negotiate for peace. In June, both sides signed the Magna Carta. The document limited the power of the king, stated individuals had rights, and required a group of civilian leaders to approve all new taxes. From Magna Carta, the English people over the centuries created Parliament, a government law-making body made up of appointed and elected officials that had more power than the monarchy. The idea that government power should be limited and people have individual rights crossed the Atlantic Ocean with the English settlers. As the 13 colonies expanded, so too did their desire to be free from tyrannical government. Each colony elected its own legislature to pass laws, approve taxes, and limit the power of the English government. Over time, that limitation would grow to rebellion and eventually independence. I'm Mike Chisholm for Door 24 History. Thank you.